BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. They've probably seen him eating his wing stop in the crib like, hey, yeah, that's a nice house. <laughs> and I then, shoot a movie there. Let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot coming to America there. What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily, the Monday episode. Yes, this is good. a podcast brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and it's where we keep you updated on everything hip hop culture. I am Asia Sky, and I'm A Dub. Yes, all right. Over the weekend, we had a few things happen. Oh my goodness, it's wild out here. Trey Songs had an altercation with Kansas City police. South Carolina rapper 18 Vino was unfortunately shot and killed. Rick Ross is out here making big money off his mansion, and more verses talk. Let's get it. Okay, so this just happened. Yesterday, Trey Songz got into an altercation with Kansas City police, and he wound up getting arrested. Mm. Now, this video came out, and it was looking a little bit crazy. It shows Trey and an officer, like, involved in a struggle. Uh, the officer is, like, physically on top of Trey, um, and Trey's, like, putting him in a headlock, trying to get the officer, like, from off of the top of him. And then we hear, like, people shouting in the background, like, get off him, stop, he didn't do anything. Like, it's kind of crazy. Here's a little clip of it. That sounds insane, right? That could have went horribly wrong. That's wild. Like, the video, you guys see the video because you can see the police really on Trey Songs like like that. And Trey Songs just trying to remain calm. But a witness was saying that the whole thing started when Trey was being heckled by some fans, like a few rows behind him. And he asked them to just chill out. Right. And then once that happened, uh, the officer approached Trey and without warning went after him. The witness also says that Trey was totally caught off guard when the officer got physical and started to defend himself. As one would. Right. Know. Now, that's an important point to note uh, that this witness said this because you can't see it in the video. But if somebody just randomly comes up to you and starts physically attacking you, however it is, mm -hmm. you're going to naturally react and, and right. fight back, especially if you weren't even doing anything to warrant that. Yeah. So as this whole struggle is taking place, like you can hear the fans telling them to get off. And they eventually had to call back up to get Trey and this cop separated. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was it was a little mini melee up in there. Yeah. Like. <laughs> For sure. At the, at the Chiefs game. That's crazy. Yeah. So once the backup came, they were able to get them separated and they did arrest Trey. So he's currently in custody. As of right now, he should be out within the next 24 hours or so, they're saying. Mm -hmm. But that's what happened. Yeah. Arrested for trespassing, resisting arrest, both are misdemeanors and for assaulting a police officer, a low grade felony. Ooh, like um, all of that. And right. I, Especially on. if you came up to me and hit me. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to get charged with all of that. That is crazy. That's wild to me. It's we'll free see. Trade. Yeah, free free trade, free man. Trade. Free trade. They said he didn't do anything, so let's he's, let's let's hope that's what it was. Yeah, he's innocent. One way. All right. Speaking of people uh, getting free, let's talk about Kodak Black. 
Yeah, Kodak Black is out, thanks to Donald Trump pardoning him. And (laughs) (laughs) since he's been out, he dropped a new song called Last Day In. And it's going viral because it's proven that he is locked in with Donald Trump now. Ooh, I got to hear this song. What is this? He he hopped out the jail cell and went straight into the studio. Right. So let's take a little sample of what that song is. I told my lawyer, boy, I love you like a daddy. I'm going to catch a charge before I let him take advantage. I done came home so much, I already know they tired of me. Ran up out of prison, ain't say bye to nobody. I'm on sushi, this some coochie, no more lunch tray, yeah. Had to stop showing everybody where my mama stay, yeah. Trump just freed me, but my favorite president is on the money. All they hating presidents has become evident. Time me trying to quit taking trips with the carbon. Okay, yeah, that was a good, it was straight, you know, uh, outside of the him being locked in with Trump part. <laughs> right, it was fine. Right. Thank you, Matt. What did you, what did you think of the song and the message? I just can't get over, like, how he's just really, like, locked in with Donald Trump. Like, the song's good, I'll give it, I'll give him that, the beat cool, he sounds good. Yeah. He missed a beat, but it's just knowing that, wow, you really with Donald Trump, <laughs> like, okay. Right, he's making it clear, just in case you had any questions, just in case you thought he was, uh, locked in with donald just for this pardon no he's he's really locked in with him and yeah. i even seen him uh post a picture of donald trump like with the kodak black dreads <laughs> so <laughs> this is really his man apparently yeah they they homies now they they go back all right well kodak is free um he's still actually gonna face trial for a sexual assault charge that he has pending so mm-hmm. he's out now but we'll see if he's gonna stay out yeah good luck to- <laughs> good luck to kodak black Alright, on to Rick Ross now. He is getting some coins for renting out his house. The classic movie Coming to America has a sequel coming out pretty soon. It's called Coming to America. Like, get it? The number two America. You see what they did there? (laughs) I get it, Asia. I get it. (laughs) So, yeah. So, they're putting out the sequel and apparently Rick Ross rented out his house so they could film the movie there. Now, guess how much he made from renting out his house for this movie? How much he made? 2.75 2.75 billion dollars that's an expensive airbnb have you seen his mansion yes like i just saw it just now it looks like a, a government building it looks like the white house yeah it's huge <laughs> like that's that's the he has the biggest pool in the u.s he said that on a song before that is right yeah 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 wow a hundred rooms too and they all they're all they all got furniture in it they all look well decorated like it's a nice looking house oh so. my gosh i didn't know he had it like that for for real. 2.75 million that's a come up for real just to do to do nothing just to let people film in your house yeah i wonder how they found out that like rick ross had the house they want to shoot coming to america too with probably just location scouting they probably seen it on his instagram page they probably seen him eating his wing stop in the crib like hey that's a nice house and <laughs> i'm gonna then, shoot a movie there let's shoot yeah let's shoot coming to america there mm-hmm. hey shouts to rick ross for getting to the bag now let's talk about uh something not so good that's been happening with rick ross girl so a clip of an old show has resurfaced what happened with, what was this show what happened with the clip what's what's going on yeah, so the show was on VH1 back in 2017. It was called Signed. And the point of the show was basically to find the first female MMG for them to sign. Okay. So it was a bunch of girls competing to be on MMG. Of course, um, in the clip, it's Rick Ross and The Dream. And they were basically listening to these female singers. And the clip that resurfaced was a rapper by the name of Britney. She went first, one song. And then another girl named Kaya did her verse, Mm -hmm. same song. Okay. And it's clear that Britney wasn't all that good on her song. (laughs) But Kaya would have, like, the more amazing vocals and everything like that. Right. But Rick Ross was just like, 
Britney sound better than you? And we were like, what? Like, mm. do we have the same ears? So that's the thing. <laughs> he but, was listening with his eyes and his ears. Yeah, she was looking at titties and not talent. <laughs> so uh, that's what got the uh, clip trending about like colorism in the industry. And, you know, just last week we were talking about Danny Lay and her song. Right. And now it's like, uh, this Rick Ross clip is showing how the music industry is where, like these men are like predators and you know going towards just like a light skin image versus like dark skin talent right so, right yeah I saw the clip Kaya definitely sounded much better than Britney yeah. but that's par for the course in the music industry honestly it's like if you have a better looking package something they can market better they're gonna run towards that like that's just something that always happens and it's really unfortunate and it does play into the colorism thing because it's like all right that's an easier sell sometimes mm-hmm. so I definitely uh, saw that at play there too and it's also interesting to note like back in 2017 around this clip this is when Rick Ross went on the breakfast club mm-hmm. and was saying that he wouldn't sign female rappers to his label because he would end up effing a female rapper and effing the business up Oh, yeah, I remember that. Right, and then it's like he apologized for that statement, and it was the same time where that show came out. So it's like, mm. hmm. Maybe the show was a was a cleanup for that. Like, all right, I said that, but let me show that I can sign an artist. And then he still right. kind of messed it up with, <laughs> with picking the less talented girl. Because yeah, later on in the season, it shows uh, him and the Britney girl, like, on shopping sprees and him <laughs> whispering in her ear. And it's like, what? Oh, come on, Rosé, man. Come on. <laughs> Just wildin'. So, yeah, that clip is sparking a lot of controversy right now about Rick Ross. And oh, yeah. I bet. Talk. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Come on, Rose. We got to do better. <laughs> now, while we're speaking on colorism, Danny Lay did come back and apologize. Well, kind of apologize. Yeah. She, she apologized, but not apologized about her allegedly colorist song, Yellow Bone is What He Want. Mm-hmm. Here's what she had to say. Hey, guys. It's Danny Lay and... I just wanted to address what's going on with me right now. Um, my song, Yellow Bone is what he want. Um, I think people twist it into thinking like, I'm trying to bash another woman, another skin tone. Like that was never my intention. I wasn't brought up like that. I never looked at my skin as a privilege. I never looked at me as I'm better than somebody because of my skin tone. Nah, like I see brown skin women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Like, why can't I talk about mine? If you look at me, I'm light skin on the yellow bone in my opinion that's just what i am so it's like it wasn't something that i looked at so deeply which i can see why people will take it deeply so i understand and i'm sorry that i wasn't sensitive to the topic when i wrote my comment like why are you guys taking it so personal because it can be a personal thing to certain people because colorism is a real thing so i do get it but i'm not that <laughs> i'm not a colorist i'm not a racist i date a whole chocolate man i have beautiful dark skin friends like and skin isn't something i even see see this is this is why you have to inform yourself before you just come out and say things because the way she sounded in that it sounded like i'm sorry you guys took it that way instead of i'm sorry i did that oh my gosh (laughs) So she also said, I don't see my skin as a privilege. I never thought I was better than anybody. But it's like, you don't have to see your skin as a privilege for it to actually be a privilege. And that's Mm -hmm. the part you have to understand. Like, just because you don't think you're better or you don't perceive it that way, it still has been a thing over time for people. It has been, all right, light skin is better than dark skin. Like, that's been a narrative that's been perpetuated over time. Mm -hmm. So when you make a song saying, you know, light skin is what he prefers, yeah, that's going to 
that's going to trigger some some things. She also made reference to her relationship with the baby. What's the, what did she say about that again? She was like, well, I'm dating a chocolate man. And she was like, I have like dark skinned friends. And News she- flash. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you are dating a dark skinned person doesn't mean you can't be a colorist. Just because mm-hmm. you have dark skinned friends doesn't mean you can't be colorist. Now, I'm not saying she is a colorist. Like, I don't think she hates dark skinned people. Mm-hmm. But... You can't make ignorant comments and then get mad at people for trying to educate you on those comments. Right. And then try to act like, oh, y'all being so sensitive. Yeah, if you really had knowledge of these deep-rooted issues, then you wouldn't be speaking like that. Yeah, she just don't know any better. But it's like, I I don't want to give her um, an excuse. Like, it is 2021 and you're in this hip-hop world. You should know better. But Exactly. And then when people try to tell you better, don't jump back to be on the defensive so quick. Mm -hmm. Like, really try to learn. That's what's going to make the difference between whether people see you as a colorist or just see you as somebody that made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. So she can choose which side of that she wants to be on. All right, let's talk about this versus battle now because it finally happened. Keisha Cole and Ashanti went head to head. They had late arrivals. They had microphone mishaps. They had sound they issues. Had? <laughs> yes, cattiness, <laughs> drama, a little bit. Yeah, a little, little bit of everything. Surprise guest performances, all types yeah. of things. <laughs> so, first of all, what was the highlight of the battle for you? Because for me, you know, I came in kind of late, you know. Yeah. They, they were um, on colored people time for me. <laughs> like, so I, they came in a little too late for me. I had fell asleep a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when I did come in, I heard Keisha giving, giving, giving some vocals, but her mic sounded a little messed up. Yeah, it was, the sound was not doing it for me it was like it felt like they were underwater or like away from the mic like i don't know what it was but um i couldn't get with the sound Mm. that really messed up a lot for me yeah yeah no that definitely hindered the experience a little bit and keisha's energy for me like it just wasn't versus energy like it wasn't it wasn't gucci man and jeezy tension but it was just a little I, like, I don't know if she really wanted to be there like that. Like, yeah. that's what it was giving me. It's like she came on the camera like, all right, you ready? Let's do this. It was like, her, can you say hey? Like, she said, I'm here. Like, what's up? Yeah, and just went right on into it. And it was like, a lot of people were talking about how she, uh, Keisha brought like her hits on so early yeah and it was like you know and then she ended with her new single she didn't even end with like her big a song banger right that they usually do on verses yeah so. now, now, and sometimes like i don't mind when they jump in early with the hits but it's like you still gotta end with the hits too like yeah. we gotta go out on the the note like usually your best song um they save for last i feel like they should save debuting the new music for the intermissions and speaking yeah. of intermissions, why were they taking a break when they were already an hour and a half late? And I think Keisha Cole initiated the break, too. I'm like, girl, you're just not making it no better. That's that, that's that person who come to work late and leave early. Okay. <laughs> Once they like, eight breaks in between the whole work day. Like. Exactly. Um, so who do you think won, though, Keisha or Ashanti? You know, I was rocking with Keisha from the beginning <laughs> right but based off vibe like ashanti's personality and vibe like won me over during the whole versus battle mm-hmm. so i'm like in her vocals and her sound just ashanti ashanti took it for me now but, i will say with ashanti she was singing extra far away from the mic like you couldn't even she was. She, it was giving lip singing vibes yeah. a little bit <laughs> but i did think ashanti held it down like as she should have because technically this whole delay was her fault so yes <laughs> but she did hold it down she came 
came classy. She came very much good energy, very much, all right, let's just get in, play these hits, and do it like that. Um, So, yeah, I'll say Ashanti took it from me, too, Mm -hmm. even though I predicted Keisha as well. Same. But, yeah, another high moment, though, was Keisha bringing out OT Genesis, who was formerly a nemesis of hers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, they were used to go back and forth. I think he like mentioned like her mama and things like that, and they had like a little beef going on because he was singing her love song. Yeah, and she didn't like that. She didn't too like much. that OT remix, and yeah. we loved the OT remix. So I don't know why she wasn't feeling it, but yeah. And then he he hopped on in the uh, live camera, and it looked like they cleared the beef, and they're good now. Yeah, so we we like to see that. We like to see people patching things up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the versus battle. I say next time they should definitely have it in the same room together, bring that energy back, bring that feeling back, because the separate energy just wasn't the same. Yeah, I, I feel that too. I like when they were together. I feel like Ashanti and Keisha should be together, but Swiss and Timberland did go live after the versus battle was finished. Yeah. And they mentioned a couple things about Swiss said they may go back and forth between having both in one room and also doing it um, separate how they did Keisha and Ashanti because some people said they missed it being how it used to be with like them going in two separate screens. Yeah, see... The thing about that, though, I feel like what people missed about the two separate screens was the organicness of it, like the fun of it. Like when if it's going to be super produced, then, yeah, just have them together. Mm -hmm. But if it's going to be on separate screens, then just let people hop on their phone real quick. Get on. The sound is going to clearly be bad regardless. So you might as well just (laughs) let people hop on it like that. But I think doing a mix of both will kind of satisfy both groups. So that's a good thing. Yeah, and he also said um, they kind of hinted at they had the next two battles ready already. Mm. They didn't give any hints. I think they said they may like drop like something like a week from now. Okay, and, I'm ready to see who they got. They've been getting some dope lineups. Um, I did also hear Swiss and Tim talking about doing a Biggie versus Tupac battle, like a posthumous Ooh. battle. I don't know how I feel about that because <laughs> why? Once you start doing people that can't physically be here, it's like. Mm. What's the point of that? The whole point is the artist to be there playing their music, giving us backstory, giving their energy to the other artists, like just getting the 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 nostalgic vibes. Like if you start doing people who aren't there, that means you could do a versus with anybody. What's next? Whitney Houston versus Michael Jackson. Right. (laughs) Prince versus Lil Richard. Like what's it, it will never stop if they can just do anybody. Yeah, I agree, too. I think. Yeah, when they're not there. So I think just keep it at the living people. <laughs> yeah, because be, imagine how that would be. I'm just watching somebody play a song. I can do that on Apple Music. Right. And see, play my own music, you know? Yeah, but I am excited to see who they have next, who they have uh, lined up for this next battle. Yeah, they uh, the, people kind of speculated uh, when Swiss said that Timberland's eyes kind of shot up, and a lot of people think Timberland may be involved with the next battle, and they think Missy Elliott may finally be Maybe Missy and Busta. A lot of people thought about that one. Yes. Those would all be good matchups, too. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what they announce. I'm waiting on it because this battle, I just feel like it was postponed for so long. And then when it actually happened, it just, I don't know, it all didn't gel the way it should have. It was a pretty decent battle. 
but I'm waiting on this next one. So we'll see what they got for us. For sure. Yeah, that's going to wrap it up today. This concludes today's episode of DX Daily. Be sure to subscribe to us on all platforms, wherever you're listening to your podcast at right now. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are Hip Hop DX. And also follow us on all of our social platforms at Hip Hop DX. Yes, I am Asia Sky. And I'm A-Dub. We'll see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.